Welcome back to Absolute Comics! My name is Benny, that is Sal, and today we're going to be talking about some of the books we've been reading, our reactions, and what's going on within them, and we're going to be discussing two really big rumors that just came out, and one confirmation. Man of Steel 2, Robert Daddy Jr. is returning, and that there's going to be... Oh, Loki Season 2 descended. Alright, today's episode is brought to you by... My Patreon and Sal's Patreon, because you fucks <laughs> and they're cutting our checks in half, and we'd love your support to keep going. Please go to Comic Story and Patreon and Comic Pop Patreon if you want to see us keep doing this line of work. <laughs> Sal's like, didn't see that coming. No argument here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, comic books. Let's talk about that. You said you just read Flashpoint Beyond. I didn't get to read it today because we tried to film way too much. So what happened? Right. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond wraps up the way you'd expect in its oh, own way. Oh, it was way. the wrap-up. That I didn't Yeah, the, this is the finale for the series. Uh which I think was, uh, it was entertaining. You know, people are really mad. Uh, the last page was spoiled for me on Twitter because, like, the world sucks. Um, but, uh, you know, we see the final confrontation between uh, Thomas Wayne Batman and Martha Wayne Joker. Uh, we see the fallout of Rip Hunter and his son slash sidekick facing off against Batman Bruce Wayne. Okay. Uh, we was I right? Final- Is it a world in a snow globe? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a world of snow so, globe. Because everyone yeah. was like, no, I think you misread that. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Batman just put him in a world of a snow globe. Like, No, they're literally inside a snow globe. Like, yeah. it, it, which, I don't think I'm it like, was a metaphor. I think he's literally in that snow globe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we see the like the fallout of the Flashpoint universe. We see a new status quo for the Flashpoint Batman um, and Flashpoint Robin and flashpoint joker and uh the future of the you know it, it, it sets up like a, an interesting status quo for that universe like if anybody wants to write about the flashpoint universe this could be neat you know because like thomas wayne was operating like oh this universe doesn't matter i'm gonna i'm gonna just 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 kill people and do whatever i want with reckless abandon only to find out like oh actually i actually I, i'm stuck here right right so i have to kind of deal with this now what am i gonna do um, so that's he doesn't fun. get out. I thought he'd get out. He does not get out. I get very angry. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't get out. In fact, uh, if if they had achieved their goal of either getting out or undoing the reality, it would have like caused a ripple effect. That would have destroyed all of like every reality. Like it would have destroyed the multiverse or the prime timeline or whatever. Uh, it would have screwed up everything. Okay, I want. I just went to the ending of this to see what you're talking about. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Like, holy, why, Jeff Johns? Why? <laughs> right. Let it go, bro. <laughs> Never. He literally he got Gary Frank to come back to draw the last two pages of this of this book as a sequel to Doomsday Clock. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So, like I we we won't directly spoil it just in case no. like you you're going to watch it. Yeah. But it just feels so and it's even drawn in the old way and Yeah, no, it wants you. It's yeah, nine panel grids. Uh this is a sequel it's a sequel to Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Sequel to Watchmen. Um it's a new sequel character. To, it's a sequel to what he drew he, he wrote Flashpoint. It's a sequel to yep. that. It's a sequel to the button. It's a sequel yeah. to Watchmen. He has made yeah. all of this like the Jeff Johns universe, basically, is what he's creating. Absolutely. Like the only thing I can expect is that someone will use this character that was established at the end of the story, um, in a way that he did not expect or ask for them to do it. Cause like, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, he was like, Hey, don't, don't mess with the Legion of superheroes. And they're like, okay, we're going to give it to Bendis. Uh, that completely screwed up my plans, but okay, fine. And, uh, 
Well, it's like, it's like he forgets that he's not the only one at DC. Like he has these grandiose yeah. plans and then just lets them back into the, the toy box. Right. Realizing, right. forgetting that like the toy box is shared. Yeah. I don't know. I won't lie. I don't know who that character in the last page is. It's a new character he just invented okay. that's just right. appeared in this book. All right, good. Making sure so, that. There we go. That's funny, though. Okay. Yeah, I know. No, it's ridiculous. I, I've been catching up on my manga again lately. That's what I've been doing. Um, oh, good. I'm fully caught up. Almost, I'm almost. I'm like 10 chapters away from finishing, but I'm fully caught up on My Hero Academia. Uh, that that manga goes off the rails. It gets awesome. Yeah. There is the anime going out, and I don't want to talk too much because a lot of people wait for the anime, and it's like literally four volumes behind right now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it just ties into our discussion from the other day about, you know, I watched the anime and then went to read the comic because I wanted to keep going. And I feel like yeah. that's what they should be doing with DC Comics. Like, Super Sun should have just been one through six of the actual story. Yeah. And then you have all these Super Sun stories to go read, but they don't feel like doing that. I don't get it. No, there's no synergy between the studios, despite the fact that they're owned by a parent company. Like, the only benefit, like, everyone was clamoring for Disney to buy Fox. And when I say everyone, I mean, like, hardcore MCU fans, because then we'd finally get everything under one banner. And right. it's like, that you'd imagine that in Warner Brothers' case, everything has always been under one banner for decades. And yet. When they're like, oh, we're going to make an animated adaptation. Cool. Is it going to be exactly like the comic book so you could sell both comics and movies? Absolutely not. In fact, it'll it'll make crucial shifts so that it ruins your understanding of the comic book. It'll spoil the book and not do what the book did so it's an unsatisfying story. And it's like, why did you do that? Like, because I hate entertainment. Like, it, 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 it's really weird. But, yeah, Warner Brothers is constantly, like, I, I don't get them. Man, I mean, like they could have started and they could have had the DC Cinematic Universe in 1989. Man, they could have like a like an end scene from Batman '89 to have Christopher Superman just show up. <laughs> you know, when when George Clooney's Batman and Batman and Robin says this is why Superman works alone. They could have had Superman, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, anybody show up, and it would have been like, oh, let's get started. And they're yep. like, nah, nah. I, uh, it's weird. They're weird. There yeah. were, these, I mean, like, look, entertainment companies, you know, like when, when, when Benny or I need to make a big decision about our companies, we just do it. And then the change is immediate. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Right. Like we, we just, you know, I don't have to check with anybody. Uh, when but, it comes to these guys making these movies and stuff, like, you know, you're talking about even the, even the studio heads have to check with people and implement them. Like nothing gets done like lickety well, split. You see all these like Aaron Sorkin-esque conversations and fictitious conversations where they're like, we're going to get this done. You, 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 you go, 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 go. And then like six months later, maybe there'll be up like a pre-production office that's set up in a trailer somewhere off site. But like no, no work, no change. Well, it, it goes by into one of our main topics of the day, which we can kind of jump into in a second. I mean, yeah. the only other comic I want to talk about really is Avengers versus X-Men versus Turtles. Ah, yes. Axe uh, Judgment Day. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. And I want, but the reason I brought it to bring it up, I'm not fully caught up on it yet. So this isn't a discussion of that. Okay. But what about it is more exciting for me than Dark Crisis right now? Because I thought what? Dark Crisis being, you know, I like Marvel and DC. I don't normally lean towards one, but I, I mean, my reading habits can say their own. I'm really, yeah. I, I thought I'd be enjoying Dark Crisis more than Axe. I thought Axe is just another shell. Sure. But Dark Crisis, I just feel like it's going nowhere. 
Well, uh, Avengers versus X Men versus yeah. the Turtles feels like it's going somewhere, and there's going to be ramifications have... that everyone will ignore. <laughs> Absolutely, no. Axe feels even if nothing really happens or no significant changes take place, it feels like it is causing ripple effects in the Marvel universe. Yeah, Dark Crisis doesn't, and the main reason for that is just because Marvel hasn't had a significant reboot in in recent years, and DC has had four. You know, like, I think what also ties into it is the fact that this di- dark crisis is being heralded as this big, bur- like huge event. Yeah. And other than Flash and a, a, a young Justice tie-in, which really isn't tied into it at all. No. It's not reflected anywhere. Like no, what's going the, the, on? Clearly, DC's not behind it. The publishers are not behind it. Like, there's no other ancillary books, and the characters within the story of Dark Crisis are like, this is the biggest thing to ever happen. It's super important, but the audience isn't saying that the writers and creators aren't saying that like josh is saying that like josh is like yeah it was yeah, great and it feels and I, like that was his intention to make this right, a big absolutely. sprawling event but I mean, like, it's called crisis it should be but case in point just a real great example while this is going on we didn't get filler batman stories we didn't get a batman book where damien and dick are trying to explore the idea of no batman we got a new writer and they herald this as the new beginning of batman i know like yeah Right well, in the middle of this big ass event. Oh, you can tell like that. Well, no one. There's no. The real problem is that like on any other day, Dark Crisis would be celebrated. Yeah. Because because Daniel Samper's art is top notch. The stuff that's happening in it is actually pretty dope. And the meta commentary about legacy and uh, sidekicks and the future of the DC universe, or at least the multiverse, is all stuff that DC fans and not just like. Batman fans who also have to deal with DC or people who only like Plastic Man. No, DC fans, people who love the DC universe should love this because it is very much written by someone who loves the universe for people who love the universe, talking about what's important and special about the DC universe. It is. Any other day. And that's why it's great there. But when we did did Dark uh, dark Metal and when we did Death Metal, Yep. Those are like reflected in about 80% of the other books. I'm not saying shut down the Batman line. You probably yeah. could have kept Detective going without anything. But the main Batman should have been like a six-issue spread where yeah. it's just Damien and Dick reflecting on the fact that there's no Batman right now oh, and how absolutely. they feel about this. That's what it should have been. It should not have been Chip Zdarsky being like, and now we're starting over. Because well, that's and, what's going I, on. I Superman's the same way. Right when they're promoting Dark Crisis, I yeah. then get an ad for Superman's back from War World. What does this mean? You yeah, know, and then no. over, oh, John Kent is getting his own book. Like, what? The, half these people yeah. are supposed to be dead. Yeah, not, there is I don't no, even think they're dead. No, there's no coordination. That's the problem is there's no support or coordination for Dark Crisis. It's, it's like Flashpoint Beyond, which is another one that's like, no one's talking about it. No one's yeah. reflecting it. Hell, Flashpoint Beyond went so far as to say in like two issues ago, oh, by the way, Dark Christ, everything's fine. Yeah. It, it, that happened and it's over. It doesn't matter. And but I'm like, re- wow, how insulting. To, to compare it to Axe again, though, I'm yeah. reading Axe and Axe is exciting. But yeah. at the exact same time, Spider-Man had an issue. Not the greatest issue ever, but when I read no. that Spider-Man issue, that's when I wanted to read Axe. Because I was like, wait, what am I missing in Axe? Because even Spider-Man got a tie-in. And Spider-Man doesn't get tie-ins. He's like the detective comics of of Marvel where they just keep going regardless of what's happening elsewhere. (laughs) Or they'll give him his own tie-in. It'll be like Axe Spider-Man number one. It won't won't interrupt the main Spider-Man book. But it did. And it did. And and that's the thing is like, say what you love about Marvel, and I like have, but they're behind it. 
Like, yeah. whether you... And, and by the way, it's so frustrating because Axe is really well written. And it has every... Like, it's doing all the stuff that you'd expect and would hope for slash argue against with an event. There's a million tie-ins. Yeah. More than half of them are written by the guy who's writing the main event. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing, uh, but the entire publishing line is behind it. Like, whether you, whether that, you like it or not. that's what I think is the problem with Dark Crisis, because... Yeah, it's not anywhere. No one else e- talking about it. Even in the book, Nightwing and John are talking about it, but then we go to their regular... Nightwing's regular book yeah. didn't reference it. He's on a different adventure. Yeah. Like, no. that, I think, is what's bothering me about Dark Crisis, because if it was being referenced across the board, if yeah. we just... Even if we just took one issue, one issue of Nightwing is just a Dark Crisis tie-in. One yeah. issue of Action Comics is the Superman tie-in. Right. One issue, oh, they didn't do that. No, they're just no. they're they're not even acknowledging it. Like, oh man, Dark Crisis was three months ago. They're just no. like it's Dark Crisis doesn't happening. So That's whatever. The worst. They they don't even like they they don't even have the the gumption to tell us where in the timeline this takes place. All we do know is Flashpoint Beyond, according to Jeff Johns and literally nobody else, Flashpoint Beyond takes place after Dark Crisis. Right, like, and uh, when the fans does any of the, the Batman thing? Zdarsky said it takes place before Dark Crisis, yeah. which is fine, but that's still not enough. Like that's not enough to notate it. It's not. Like, yeah, and how would I know that if I were just a reader? If I were just yeah. reading comics and I wasn't like plugged in or following these creators on Substack, how else would I know that this takes place? The the the, the impetus is on the, re- the the publisher. The publisher's job is to keep it straight and to get us on board. Like if you know, because the sales on Justice League seventy five and Dark Crisis were great. The sales yeah. were good on both those books. So there was a little bit of hype. That's what you need. That's like that's like the beginning of a flame. You need to like you need to like add some tinder to that to that bundle and get yourself a fire going because yeah. otherwise it's just going to get snuffed out. And it's not even like Justice Judgment Judgment Day is like dwarfing Dark Crisis. Every time we talk about Judgment Day, I keep hearing things like, "Holy crap, where is this panel from?" That's yeah. from the event that's happening right now you're not reading. Oh my god, is that actually good? Like that's yeah. every conversation I've had about Judgment Day is, "Wait, that's good?" Uh, yeah, dude, it's I'm going to cover next week we're going to cover all of Avengers versus X-Men versus the Turtles that's currently out. We're going to They're going to freak out. We're going to do 1 2, then the next day we're doing 2 3. I mean, we're, day 1's going to be 1 2, day 2's yeah. going to be 3 4, day 4 is going to be 4 5. I'm skipping every other book that's currently out right now. We're just doing yeah. Avengers versus X-Men plus a bunch of the tie-ins next week yep. just to get it caught up. Because of a do a dark crisis, and I get it. And for, for the record, guys, everyone in chat that are saying, "Oh, but the, everything happening right now, dark crisis takes place after." You're oh, right. Sure, that's that's what they always say, though. Yeah, but at the same time, you'll always have a tie-in or a reference or a mention, like because uh, basically saying, "Like, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 the Batman book and the Flash book, all is happening before dark crisis. Dark crisis yeah. is at the end of the whole thing." Yeah, yeah, but it's not really being reflected because normally. We would have Batman, Detective Comics. Those would be taking place before the event. We'd yep. also have the Batman tie-in event book. Yep. We don't have that. The only thing we've got yep. are the worlds without the Justice League. And then we yes, got a Flash tie-in one... and a Young Justice tie-in. And if there's more, I don't even know about them. Not really. No, there's just those two. And uh, there are the Elseworlds books, like the Tales of the Dark Crisis, you know, Superman. And they didn't even bother to make a single issue for every hero that was given an Elseworld. Like, yeah. you got the Batman book, you have the Superman book, but, like, Martian Manhunter story is in a backup. Flash is in a backup. Like, what? Aquaman's like, in a backup, too. He's another one of the backups. Yeah, like, you you mean to tell me you, you couldn't be bothered to make seven books? Like, how many tie-ins were there for death metal when all was said and done? You know and what that's I mean? What, that's what, I think that's what bothers me. Yeah. Like, Dark Crisis could be so big, so world-ending, 
Yeah, and right and celebrated now, I feel by like the audience. Batman vs. Robin is going to have more ramifications to the Bat Family than anything in Dark Crisis. It does. It unfortunately, does. And I, and, and I think it's just because the publisher either doesn't believe in it, or the publisher isn't backing it, or the publisher doesn't understand what the audience's perception of this is. Like, I think that the people in charge at DC just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, because they're it because we know the game by now. Hell, I remember the game back when they changed it the last two times. You know what I mean? Like, we know the game was changed after Civil War, and that was yeah. 2006, you know? And, and, and now we're almost 20 years later. The game is the same, and DC's like, nah. And, and by the way, not in, not, not in favor of anything else. It's not like, well, we really don't want to put all our eggs in the basket of Dark Crisis because we learned a lesson for Doomsday Clock, or we don't want to have a Heroes in Crisis situation. Like, no, it's, it's no one who works there remembers any of those things. Yeah. So it's like, all you have is just this thing that's happening and people in charge who are just letting it happen, but they're yeah. not fostering it. And you know what it could be? It could be that, like, it's just apples and oranges when it comes to... Josh Williamson has this really fun, awesome DC-centric event where Batman is not the star. And DC went, mm, I don't know. But Death Metal, they're like, it's a Batman event, a million Batman, and Scott Snyder. And they went, oh, crap. Give that guy the kitchen sink. Like, <laughs> give him... I mean, how many, how many trade paperbacks are there that supplement Death Metal? Not Dark Knight's Metal. The sequel to Dark Knight's Metal. The one that everyone unanimously is like, that's not as good as Dark Knight's Metal. Like, the, the, less, the less good one. Yeah. There are, like, four volumes of Dark Knight's Death Metal and Dark Knight's Death Metal. Like, the main book. And Dark Crisis has two tie-ins and the main book, which is well-drawn, comes out on time, well-written, and celebrates the DC universe and actually showcases those characters that everyone during those metal wars was complaining were getting marginalized. Yeah. That that's what I think blows my mind cuz like I, like I've been catching up on a lot of books recently. Now that I'm kind of back in the full swing of normal work cuz I yeah. we were running ragged for 2 months then I took about a month off and now I'm back to kind of and for the record a month off does not mean I sat on the couch. You guys have seen me for the last <laughs> month. I've been working, okay? Just yeah. every moment I had some potential downtime I took it. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm back, so I'm catching up with a few things like Axe. And I'm like, this is in everything. This is literally in everything. And I'm liking mm -hmm. it again. Like, I'm yeah. excited. I want to see what's happening with it. That's why this week it would have been our Axe week, except we have Gotham Knights and Black Adam. So, like, I got to cram that stuff out. Yeah. So, literally, I'm doing – I've got Turtles came out today. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to throw out some random video. And then I got Nightwing with the Gotham Knights versus Bloodhaven, Black Adam, Batgirl and Batman, Batgirl, all of Red Hood. Mm -hmm. Something's killing the children's on the slate, but that's probably going to get bumped before you guys get excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Axe, one, two, three. Axe, four, five, six. Axe, tie-ins. Axe, like, it's just, yeah. let's just get all that out. And then right. my Halloween stuff's just going to be Nice House in the Lake, and that one I'm playing it for. It's a great book. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Dark Christ is supposed to be like the big – it's coming back. DC's back. It's, I don't feel like it's back. No. I don't. No, and you know what's interesting is that, like, people are right now excited, hyped for, like, little stuff, you know? They're like, man, that Batman book's really good. Or, man, I'm enjoying, you know, Nice House on the Lake. Or, hey, Superman's back, you know? They're, they're not interested. And I think it's, it's just, I think that the Metal Wars, I think that Scott Snyder ruined the DC Universe. You think so? I think you're worried to do something that big again? I, I, I feel like he, Dark Crisis should be that big. 
Yeah, I think he wore out the uh, you know, the the pocket for for um for for events. I think everyone is just sick of him. With Marvel, everyone's like, I mean, I could just skip a Marvel event, doesn't matter. Like, there's a perception for Marvel events where you're like, well, everything's just going to go back to the way they were, even though they don't really. Like, here's the problem. Not everything Marvel. is back to way to the way they were. Like, they 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 create the illusion of change, but you know, the problem with Marvel events is what was the last event for in your terms? Because I got yeah. my answer, but I'm I'm wondering what yours is. That was huge. Height was right. massive earth-ending changes you felt like you had to be a part of it or you were going to miss out in marvel yeah it was secret wars uh, that's a that is literally my answer <laughs> 2015's secret wars yeah it's Since easily secret then, wars we've had so many events i'm gonna see i i, I wonder if you even know about all of these because i guarantee you i gar- I, I i guarantee you i don't yeah oh i'm gonna see here so we had secret wars was the was the last one right that was the mm-hmm. last big one so we're yeah. gonna go from secret wars onward uh, like yeah, like Avengers. Like, uh, remember that that Pleasant Hill event that nobody read? Like that one. Um, you know, maybe Spider Verse, but even then, like no. Spider Verse always... also came out 2015, but I that wasn't really Marvel wasn't changing. An event. Yeah, that no, was that was just, just Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, and everyone was like, Civil War Two sucks. Like nobody liked it. It was just a thing that happened. You know, right? Um, Why nobody Secret read Wars Monsters Unleashed. I'm trying to find Secret Wars. Yeah. It's right after the Black Vortex. Black Vortex, I remember, that that one felt like it was going to have so many reaching ramifications because they changed so many characters. Yep. And then all the characters reverted almost immediately. Yeah. What are you doing, Marvel? What what is this? Honestly, like the biggest thing after that was... Yeah, 2015. There it is. Because Monsters Unleashed, nobody read it. In Humans vs. X-Men, everyone was like, Boo. Then Secret Empire was the next one. And even then, that was kind of like, that had its own controversy because of the status quo change for Captain America. So people yeah, were like, I, I have the line-wise. The, what it, not the mini ones, because Spider-Verse mm-hmm. is considered a mini crossover due to the fact that Spider-Man was just the only one evolved. Right, or like the so clone conspiracy. Line-wide events. Stuff. It was Secret Wars, which is the last big one that I felt we needed. Civil yep. War II, like you said, no one liked it. Nope. Inhumans versus X-Men barely made a blip. Secret Empire did get huge, but not yes. for the right reasons. <laughs> right, right. But but Marvel was still behind it. Like they made they made merch for it. They made videos teasing it. Like they they worked on that. Like they believed in Secret Empire. So like they they put work behind it. Yeah. It didn't it didn't hit like it should have. But that's that's another thing. Uh, I think uh, Infinity Wars. One, no, this one I'm actually shocked that we both kind of forgot existed because I enjoyed it, but it just mm-hmm. it didn't matter. War of the Realms. Oh my god. <laughs> It just didn't matter. That's the no. I liked War of the Realms, but it just didn't matter. War of the Realms was just you know what I consider War of the Realms to be like the Spider Geddon of the Thor event. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a Thor book. It's a culmination of Aaron's like <laughs> Thor run, really. But yes, everyone's in it, and it does affect everybody. There were a million tie-ins. No, yeah. War of the Realms was a Marvel Comics line-wide event, and you could skip the whole Here. damn thing. I got two more on this list that both of us forgot to. Okay, first up, Empire. That was a club. Oh. Empire. Yeah. But here's the, here's the next one. It just no way. It, 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 it's kind of the same argument you have with Thor. King and Black. Yeah. King and Black wasn't. King and Black was. Everyone liked it. Who read it? Yeah. But it wasn't like a big deal. It was know? weird because yes, it was line wide, but kind of like your Thor argument, it was really just a Venom book. Is really. Oh yeah. No. Was. Serious like major things have, took place in the Venom book. 
You know, yeah. like it was just- Venom became a god at the end of it, and that has still lasted. But everyone else forgot the symbiotes existed, except for like symbiote-centric books. <laughs> right, right. But King and Black, I forgot about King and Black. I mean, like, but King and Black, I think, was better received than Empire, or oh, yeah. you know. And here's another one which I'm gonna shame you for not mm-hmm. remembering. Can you think of the next one you're forgetting that I would want to shame you for? Well, uh, if it's a Spider-Man thing, none of oh, but the, the Hawks and Pox stuff, like all the no, Hickman. That's not on here as a line wide because that was just X-Men. That was a crossover, right? Like because that Tenosaurus doesn't count. That's an X-Men no, thing. Yeah, no, there is one that's considered line wide, which I would not have considered line wide, but they consider it line wide. Oh, Devil's Reign. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Devil's Reign. You know, man, like Devil's Reign is basically just. It- it's literally a Daredevil event. It's like, a Daredevil event. Like, that's it, it, all it is. That's all Devil's Reign is. It's a Daredevil yeah. event. Devil's Reign is, it's written and drawn by the same t- creative team from Daredevil. It is basically just Daredevil, the issues between Daredevil. Like, it's yeah. just a Daredevil book. I mean, and, it also, it's trying to be like Civil War 3 or 4, but it's not. It, it, I, the problem, I think, with Devil's Reign, why I don't think it reached the levels of making me, like, King of Black, I'll say, holy crap, how do we forget that? Yeah. Devil's Reign, though, was restricted to New York. Right. So it was only New York-based heroes to begin with. And which if somebody got a tie, which was great. No, I liked it. Yeah. But because of that, they limited how many people were actually in it. And they all got weird names, you know? Yes. Like the Taskmaster book wasn't called, it was it was something else. It, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even, it, it was their Thunderbolts, but it wasn't even called Thunderbolts. It no. was like villains or something like that. Yeah. It was weird. No, Devil's Reign is like, it's great. And it's like fun, but it is not like. And, and Marvel clearly didn't go like, okay, buckle up. Yeah, you know, they no, did. they didn't. They were kind of quiet about it, except for the Daredevil stuff. It was like, oh no, no, if you're reading Daredevil, you got to check out Devil's Reign. Oh but. yeah, no, and they made Zdarsky make it into an event. Like you know, Zdarsky did not pitch that as an event. They were like, no. can you turn that into an event? And then he was like, sure. Uh, but I mean, even the fact then, that the spider, you know what the weird thing is, the Spider-Man in that is Ben Riley because it was right in the middle of Be- Spider-Man Beyond. Yep, and it was so, one of those things. It was just like um, uh, Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron hit during Superior Spider-Man. So like you could tell in all the Age of Ultron books, it's Spider-Man. Yeah, and then it, then they and then they made an Age of Ultron Spider-Man book where they were like. They they explained that Doc Ock is like I have to pretend to be Spider Man and I'm like yeah, sure you that. do I remember that he was like I got to pretend to be Peter and yeah. every aspect yeah so that it works <laughs> right and it's like you're a liar and Devil's Reign is clearly it's Peter but we changed the outfit yeah and that's we, it we gave him blonde hair and that's all yep. it is I Devil Ham in our chat puts it best we uh we have no longer have event fatigue we have event blindness. <laughs> That's actually not a bad way to explain it. Yeah, because yeah. because there's other ones in here, too. If you go and look at – suppose because these ones that I would have considered line-wide at the time, which they're not yeah. considering crossovers, uh, Heroes Are Born. Heroes Are Born. That happened. That was an event. That was yeah. that had a name and everything. Yeah. Garbage. Death, Death of Doctor Strange hit every book almost. Yeah. Everyone yeah. had remember, a tie-in with that one. Remember Damnation a few years ago? That was another Damnation. Doctor Strange kind of thing. Yep. Garbage. Banner of War, I guess. Uh, no, that was – Yeah, that was – that's a crossover, but it, it had a name. It just didn't have its own book. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they didn't do, but yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I guess event blindness is where we're at now. We're just yeah. hit that point. Yeah. And like, I, I think that it's one of those things where um, the publishers either they don't know, like they've, they've looked at the numbers and they're like, it's not cost effective to push these events anymore. Or 
they've had such turnover that the only people who work there are like, oh boy, we're making comic books. What, what do we do? What do we do? What's, yeah. what's the thing? How do we do it? And it's like, yeah, Spider-Verse 3 is coming cool. up now. So. Cool. An event. Nice. What do we do for that? Do we like, what, what do we, do we, do we tweet about it? Do we tell the creators to like, to like retweet it? And it's like, wow, what a what a what a brilliant plan! What a great strategy you've come up with. Uh, is there? It, do you have a marketing team? <laughs> no, they don't at all. I mean, DC, right? we like, know for a fact doesn't. Hey, who, who else knows that Super Sons movie comes out tomorrow? Right, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Like, We're not not not. A lot of you probably know that the movie exists. It will. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow it drops. Which a also, movie for the record, comes out. I want to know. I want to. And here's here's how you can tell DC's marketing team is clueless what they're doing and has no control. Yeah. Super Sons, Black Adam, and Gotham Knights dropping in the exact same week. Sal, the wow. exact same week. You, you haven't had shit for like yeah. six months, right? And you're not gonna push these out by a week at least. No. You're not gonna do. Super Suns in the beginning of October, Black Adam in the middle, and then throw out Gotham Knights in yeah. November for quarter four. I'm telling you, man, that oh, just wait. shows they're asleep at the wheel. There's nobody working there that knows what's going on. Or, like, because it's not like they don't care. It's just that they don't yeah. know. They just don't know, which is outrageous to me. Like, the f- And we're not even talking Marvel and DC competing because, like, Marvel Snap came out today. Yeah. I would accept that Marvel's just trying to put something out to kind of get some – talks on top of absolutely you know, a gotham that's fine black panther i have a theory that i got bumped ahead so far that so they can kill the black adam discussion pretty early yeah think about that because it's going to come out next tuesday black panther yeah and so that discussion is going to get rolling and they're hoping to kill the black adam discussion so at yeah. least those two make sense but yeah. dc themselves in the span of three days yeah. is going to release three anticipated projects mm-hmm because even three, Super Suns is anticipated by a good chunk yeah, of people. But three competing multimedia projects. Video game, oh. movie, direct uh, direct video on demand. Yeah. What is what are you what all are they, you doing? All they need is to launch a massive Batman event in the same week. And we'll get the qua- we'll get the we'll get the, the, the quadrant. Like I not even a week spread apart. Like you're gonna have DC blow up for a weekend and then they're gonna be like in Black Panther. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you Marvel was like, <laughs> okay, okay, do our card game on Tuesday. Uh, do do a Black Panther the next Tuesday, and mm-hmm. we'll just sandwich their content. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, well, when they, when they burn the hell through it and out of it, like they easily could and will, uh, then we'll be there to pick up the pieces. I mean, probably. Although they're not blameless. Like Marvel's the same thing where they were like, oh, put out like Star Wars and Marvel at the same time on Disney Plus. Yeah. Like. What are you doing? You you had a great thing going. Star Wars, Marvel. Star Wars, Marvel. So like that was oh, a that brilliant today? strategy. Yeah. Oh, and now like, oh. yeah, it is today. You're right. It's super suns out yeah. today. Oh, there you go. Even so worse. Already out. All you've done is prove my point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Superman. Yeah, we we were wrong. Uh, we're gonna. Our, this is our retraction. Uh, super suns is not coming out tomorrow. It has already dropped, and you're already not watching it. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I I don't get these guys, man. Oh. Like. I, I, yeah, it's it's outrageous. I, uh, Black I, I don't Panther's know official release is two weeks from now. They bumped the yeah. premiere up to next Tuesday, so mm-hmm. once the premiere drops, talks of Black Panther will start circulating, putting yeah. it two and a half weeks ahead of the movie's release. Oh, all it's they a- need to do is one more Wakanda trailer where you see Black Panther versus Namor, and yep. it's like, oh, 
done. Why do I, I mean, feel like, like that's Friday? That's got to be Friday, right? I mean, if it's on. not Friday, then, it's Tuesday when they do the premiere. Yeah, and you've of course DC could easily slap together a little trailer that spoils something major from the movie, but competes with that. But they won't, and here's why: because they don't know what the hell they're doing. No, dude, mm. the, dude. The fact that they've got the rock going around spoiling the post credit scene right now yeah. tells you they don't know what they're doing. Or they're just like, they're just so cheap, right? Like, it has to be like, it's either ignorance or cheapness, where they're like, why would we pay the 30 to $60 million for marketing when we could just have the rock appear on camera and just say things? Yeah. Dude, I am surprised at this point with how much they have spoiled that post-credit scene, which I won't directly spoil, but no. you could put it together based on our first actual discussion today. <laughs> right. I let you do that yourself if you want to. That mm -hmm. the individual in the post-credit scene is not on a poster at this point with how badly they are just outright giving it out at this point. Yeah, the, the, Warner Brothers is is pulling Sony tactics. We have not seen stuff. Black Adam, for those who are wondering. It's no. Over, uh, yeah, we, we haven't seen it. That's the yeah. that's the laughable part. The marketing yeah. for Black Adam has turned into The Rock spoiling the end. Like, right. that's the marketing. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we should be really hyped that Dr. Fate is in a movie, and it's played by Pierce Brosnan. What a cool <laughs> idea. And yeah. now no one's talking about it. This is, this, is, this is Sony vibes. This is Morbius. Everyone's getting morbed. In this situation. Well, let's like, move on to the first, uh, our major of our two major topics. Um, yes. So, rumors are circulating. Henry Cavill is now slotted in to be Man of, uh, Man of Steel number two. They've said it, for what I've read, it's not going to be Man of Steel 2, but it's essentially going to be Man of Steel number two. It could be like a requel. My guess yeah. is it'll be a requel, where it's like, it is. It, if you want to believe that Man of Steel happened, knock yourselves out. It looks like Henry Cavill, so you're fine. But we're going to tonally, story-wise, character-wise, every... And we might even recast Lois Lane. Like, we're going to re You know what? I laugh so hard to fix it, but not fix it? Yeah. He comes in, sees, sees Ma Kent. She's passed away yeah. right now, or is she not passed away right now? She's still alive. Okay. Comes in to sees her, and be, he just makes a comment like, Man, I can't believe Dad ended up surviving from the tornado, but then died to a heart attack so much later. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Tornado, uh, but yeah, I, I I genuinely think it's going to be a requel, and it'll be more like a like because that's that's their that's everything everything with DC yeah. is half measures. It's never just like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a we have a definitive timeline, we have a plan. Here are the power players, here are the creatives behind it, and here's our timeline, like Marvel, where it's like, look at these logos yeah. and dates under the logos. No, no, they're just like, uh, how about um, how about Birds of Prey too? Well, it's know. so weird because the rumor going around is Walter Hamada, the guy who was kind of spearheading everything that was going on at DC, right. is out today. And now on the same like, day, huh? Like he's like he's like he's out. Like he's not working. He's anymore? been leaving for the last like two years. That's where a lot of this speculation. Really? So he's leaving. He's not working there anymore. No, no. I think he's just retired. Like I don't think he's fired. Oh, like he's out, out. Like he's just like I'm done. I did my stuff. Oh. Supposedly he was the one who was causing issues for Henry Cavill to come back. Right. Which, like, because he why? wanted to, he wanted to start a ten year plan of a black Superman. Like that's where those rumors came from. That's what he right. wanted to do. Yes, the black Superman plan. Yes. And it was apparently a ten year black Superman plan being written by Talakasi. I can't ever pronounce his name, but oh, Tanahasi Coates. Tanahasi yeah. Coates. That's it. Um, but now that he's out, and mm -hmm. you know things are happening, Henry Cavill's apparently just back, and they're just going to pick up where they left off. Like, I mean, it's the smart money. 
And when I say smart money, I don't mean like it makes a billion dollars, but like Henry Cavill is uncontroversial. Yeah. He looks like Superman. He's happy to do it. You know, and, and Marvel and Marvel's doing what Marvel's doing. So, you know, it's if this was a hungrier, more aggressive Marvel, I would have seen them being like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, meet Robert Reynolds, played by Henry Cavill. <laughs> like, but now they're kind of, but now they're like, nah, we're still trying to figure out if Spider-Man 4 is even going to happen, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's smart. I, I think it's a great idea because Henry Cavill is a, is a good Superman. I think he's been looking for an opportunity to be like the Superman everybody wants. What I love about uh, Henry Cavill I, is he just wants to play characters he likes. He did one spy. Yeah. He did Geralt from The Witcher, and now he's Superman. And he's just like, I'm doing this and playing video games all day. I don't <laughs> That's yeah, totally what it sounds he's doing like. Great. Exactly. So, like, knock yourself out. I, I think it's a good plan. And it's funny to hear, like, an executive – like. To hear that, like, one person, and that's the thing, is, like, no one person in these places is that powerful, but, like, one person being like, ah, everybody wants that? Nah. That that doesn't jive with my really weird plan. Yeah. So, it's it's weird. So, do you think The Rock is making this happen? Do you think the new people over at Discovery Plus is making this happen? Where do you think that this whole Henry Cavill now being back in the DCEU is even coming from? Also, out today was that the Batman 2 is now greenlit moving forward. Yeah. Oh, what a weird time to hear that. The time to hear the Batman 2 was greenlit was the day after Batman came out. No, you know what? Actually, it would have been a great day to hear about the Batman 2 being greenlit. Next Friday, after (laughs) they're trying to get back the news that they're going to lose to Black Panther. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But let's talk... Because, guys, you're all like, oh, my God, hot scoopers, hot scoopers. Somebody leaked that. Somebody yeah. gave that to them. They're not making it up. So you mean to no. tell me that the marketing team or whoever's leaking this is like, hmm, Super Suns is out. I got Gotham Knights. What if we just make this a week of DC rumors? Like, let's just throw yeah. it all out at once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to mention, like, the Matt Reeve uh, uh, villain like you know, onslaught of movies where it's like, we're going to make a Clayface movie. We're going to make a ventriloquist movie. Like, we're going to make all these movies. And I'm like... I don't care about Batman villains with no Batman in them. It's only going to work with Joker. It's only it, going it to work. It will only work with Joker. I could see if you don't call it Batman's villain, Clayface could work based on the origin they gave him in the animated series. Because it's right, like, a, like a sad hero trying to come back. Like You could do yeah. that. But why? But don't like, expect a million bucks. The, expect like a $250 every... million dollar movie. No, exactly. Like, don't spend. Yeah, you better spend like sixty-five, eighty million dollars in this Clayface movie, which you shouldn't, because Clayface is going to be a very expensive effect. But like, the thing <laughs> that's so frustrating is that like, you know, it's it it, it it's clear based on like the Snyder effect, and uh, you know, just just the the fact that like the She-Hulk shows like main plot was reacting to online reaction, that like the audience has a strong effect on. Uh, these studios and on pop culture in general and the audience is also like happy to roll over for terrible ideas like you you suddenly discover that you have actual power or at the very least that you have strength in numbers and you're and you're willing to roll over for like the worst or at least like ideas that get in the way of the thing you've ever wanted like who hasn't wanted four or five batman movies that are 
cool, grounded, and realistic, but also have one foot in the comics. We're like, Man Bat, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze could exist. And they're sympathetic and interesting and cool, but they also are monsters that can, like, shoot laser ice out of their pistols or fly with wings. And yet, they're also like, whoa, don't crap on the idea of a solo suite of villain movies because that's something I've never seen before. There's a lot of things I've never seen before that I never want to see <laughs> or that I know if I see them gum up the works to see something that I'd rather see. And I mean, these things is that. <laughs> case in point, Morbius. And I can tell you right Morbius, internet- Madam Web, Craven, they're all bad ideas that get right, in the way of making Spider-Man Because of the meaning of Morbin time, right. Morbius is a success. No, Morbius is not a success. Morbius Mor- is a Morbius- failure. Morbius did it was the number one movie on Netflix, no. which is which that and a bu- and a buck doesn't buy you a candy bar. Morbius's budget was seventy five million dollars and it made one hundred and sixty three million, and I guarantee you half of that is meme. Yeah, but here's the no issue. Doubt. Here's the issue. If, if half of that is meme, that yeah. means that you that it's a success because it's a meme, which means yeah. you told Sony to go make Morbius too. <laughs> right. Right, that's, I mean, like, you need to make more than double your budget in order to make it worth your while. Morbius was not celebrated, successful. The only thing people had going for it was, like, it's technically a movie. Like, it wasn't a Sharknado. It wasn't, like, an Asylum movie. It was an actual film made with actors. I'm wondering how much money Sharknado has made. Did it it be? Well, I hope it made a lot because, like, Sharknado must have cost, like, $2.97. You know, but Morbius is, I mean, like the, the, you're, you get, you have a good point about how like the audience can like upset the scales in a bad way, like making Sony, cause Sony only learns the wrong lessons from any advantage they get. Like every time that Sony wins, they're like, okay, I think we've got it now. And then they, then they just fall on their faces. Uh, Morbius is one of those examples where they're like, they like him. And it's like, no, they don't. They think it's really <laughs> stupid and they hate it. They hate this. Nothing about this is good. It's, 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 it is the movie. I've seen Morbius now and Morbius is a Mad Libs. It is like, it is a, it is a script skeleton. Is and it? It's filled it in with proper nouns. I it still is, haven't seen it. It's, it's, I, it is, it is the most inoffensive movie I've ever seen. And in, and in its inoffensiveness, it is in fact supremely offensive because you could tell they're like, we're making a whole thing. Once you see that post credit scene, like the last scene, it's just like, all of Sony's cards are on the table. They're, they're like they're, the, the king represents their lack of creativity. You know what I mean. The queen represents their desperation for for any uh, franchise to be to be propelled. You know, the, uh, all of their cards are just like we're just so hungry, desperate, and tired, and stupid, yeah. and we don't know what we're doing. But like anyway, but yeah, Morbius, these villain movies, like these are all in the way. And my 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 original point was simply that the audience is like, yeah, but we've never seen that before. And like, yeah, but like, but like, why are you, why are you, why are you saying no to an idea before you've even seen it, like, brought to life? And it's like, dude, my guy, not, not for nothing, but like, how about we see a satisfying Batman movie? Yeah. Like, how about we get a what satisfying if Batman Spider-Man fights Clayface in the next one, and then we get a third movie where he fights against the, you know, not the Riddler, the, the Riddler, but, but like, like the Man Bad, Penguin, you know, uh, 
Playface. Why do they want to make a Craven solo movie when we could just have Spider-Man versus Craven? Why did Morbius get made when they could have just put Tom Holland in it as Spider-Man? Probably, I mean, or done the or done their Andrew Garfield thing, or made a successful movie. They have three Spider-Man to choose from, like (laughs) for their movies. Like they could have done a side-stepping Spider-Man cinematic. They could have just made Amazing Spider-Man three, and it's he fights Morbius. They could make. I mean, uh, everyone's like, Spider-Man. "Oh, what if Tom Holland didn't want to do it? Or what if the MCU has Tom Holland? Fine, grab Andrew Garfield. What if you didn't want to exactly. do it? Exactly. No, you can make it. What if you didn't want to do it? Make a Sony Spider-Man. Yeah. Just say, like, make hey, it guys, Miles. This is, this is Miles in in the movies. This yeah. is another Spider. Like, with you could do whatever. Yeah. No. The, Sony has a lot of options that they don't want to pursue, or that they can't because they just. They just they, they, their galaxy brain thinking just is so far beyond what we're capable of understanding. It, it's just I the Craven movie. Cra- I'm so okay. Really quick, Craven the Hunter has one good story, and it's the one yeah. where he dies. So, since no, you know, villain, you, know since, you know, you can prove that that's the fact. When the Sinister Six arrived in Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number nine hundred. Yeah, most of them had substantial things to say. The ones who don't get good stories didn't. You know yep. who didn't get good good lines in that book? Craven and Electro. <laughs> right. right, Electro, whom they killed and replaced with a female version of Electro that most of these writers would prefer to write about. And Craven, who's been dead, and that's a clone. Like, is that the clone or his son right now? It well, it's his son clone. Like it's. Okay, so the high evolution. And, gave and, him, like, and I was wondering that too. Clones. When did Electro come back? Because female Electro, they gave a lot of plot to. She's like tied yeah. into a lot of things. She's interesting. She's had character mm-hmm. development. And then when I just see classic Max Dillon there, I'm like, what? Yeah. What happened? I, I I think it was the clone conspiracy. I don't remember. They brought him back in some situation, but like he's back. And that's that's earned. I remember him coming back. But like, okay. but Craven has one good story, and it's one where he dies. So it's like you could do a really baller MCU Spider Man movie. Where he's being hunted by Craven, and you know he hunts him across the city. He shoots him with a shotgun. He buries him alive. You know, especially if you have like the 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 supporting cast of like Zendaya, Ned, back before No Way Home, where it's like you could do a, a little a little silent like fun Craven story where it's really dour, it's really rain slicked, and it's really like depressing because like that's one of the best selling Spider Man comics in the aftermarket of all time. So it's right. like you know the poster is just the friggin' poster of Craven's Last Hunt, but like he dies at the end. And then you've done Craven, and you have this really cool story, and you ha- you can sell your Craven action figures or whatever, and that's that. And it's like, but instead you've created this Craven movie where you have to make up everything because there's not a lot to work with. And when I say not a lot to work with, I mean those who love Craven know like that Craven comes from this interesting lineage, and he has this like longevity, and you know his 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 hunting prowess and all that stuff. Sure, but that's not a movie. That's a that's a Marvel encyclopedia entry. You know, that's a Craven Wikipedia article. That's not a movie I want to watch. I want to see Craven against Spider-Man. Or, alternatively, Black Panther. You know, like, only people that have totemic, animalistic powers that he can hunt. That's what I want to watch. I'm not interested in seeing a Craven movie. And it's, 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 it's frustrating when I hear people who should be agreeing with me saying, Well, I mean, you know, we gotta give it a shot. Why do we have to give it a shot? Because, some, because <laughs> I some, know. some intellectually bankrupt studio that is only driven by money and only driven by, like, the least the least creatively, like, you know, satisfying uh, ideas is looking to exploit a franchise that they 
refuse to exploit in any actual productive way? Like, right. no. Like, why are you defending these guys? Like, the um, fun fact, Max Dillon was actually brought back by Dr. Octopus during the Kindred Saga. Oh, my God. Really? I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was brought back by it, it, the wiki just says special machine. <laughs> I remember reading that arc. Oh, well. Uh, I, yeah. I remember um, him coming back and going like, right, fine. Like, I didn't want him dead. So, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the next thing is, uh, spinning off of that, talk about yeah. kind of creatively bankrupt just bringing stuff back. Yeah. How do you feel about, and I'm, I'm, I am chalking up a Tony Stark reveal to creatively bankrupt. Oh, sure. How do you feel about them just bringing back Robert Downey Jr. for Secret Wars? Inevitable, right? Like, that's something where I'm like, yeah. We've been saying that since he died. It was, yeah. he's going to come back for something. He will be Blue well, Tony. He'll be from Secret Wars. He'll be an alternate version. He's going to be something at some yeah. point. I don't even want Blue Tony. Because, like, here's the thing. One of my favorite, the top three, top two MCU movies of all time is Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. is the face of the MCU. And now right. that Chadwick Boseman's gone, he's still the face of the MCU. Like, I, that, which is a problem. A big yeah. Problem. Yeah, because he's like in his 50s and he's dead. Like, <laughs> it, it's It's tough. But Iron Man is delightful. Robert Downey Jr. is a treasure, and I love watching him in everything. And then to find out that, like, unlike Chris Evans, who was like, yeah, I want to direct. I don't even want to do this exercise. This sucks. Like, in every every interview you ever see with Chris Evans. By the way, delightful person. I love him everywhere. But, like, be Captain yeah, America. I mean, you're right. Every every single time he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to like, do this. <laughs> that's like, you're Captain America. Like, you are. I'm sorry. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But, like, whatever. But, like, unlike him, Robert Downey Jr. is like, I make, I make like, a billion dollars in the back end of these movies, and I have a salary to boot. Like, I love making these movies. Yeah. And and he's still left. Um, Finding out that, like, there was pushback about him, that, like, the, the, the decision to kill Iron Man in Endgame was up to the, like, writers, that, like, John Favreau, like, actually argued with them and was like, whoa, 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 don't kill Iron Man. And I'm like, I mean, Captain America's fate is clearly entirely dictated by Chris Evans's desire to leave the role. Yeah. You know? So I assume And it's fine that, if he wants to leave. I'm not against somebody just being totally, done with their time. No, no, no. I, mean, and that's I won't fine. lie. There's been times that I've sat around and been like, I'm done with comic story and everyone can exactly. go find new jobs. I just want to play video games all day. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and honestly, like there's a precedent for new Captain Americas. So it's not that out of the realm of possibility. And it's not, th it's not too offensive, but like the idea of, uh, of, of, of Captain America being shunted off was like, yeah, Chris Evans is weary. He doesn't want to do it anymore. I get it. Yeah. But to find out that Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't in the same boat that like they thought of killing him off. And Robert Downey Jr. Is like, sure. I'm like, so you can bring him back anytime you want. Because <laughs> because he's happy to do it. I mean, like, and you see him on Howard Stern being like, nah, I mean, like, it would be kind of intellectually bankrupt if I, you know, it would be creatively bankrupt if I had to come back. Like, that'd be lame. And it's like, you don't give a shit. That movie's going to make a billion dollars. You're going to make a half billion dollars. Yeah. You, you're clearly motivated in that direction. And also, you like being that character. Um, I'm, I'm My fine question with it. is, do you think that this was the decision by him or the studio? And do you think the it is entirely based upon wouldn't it be fun to bring it back? Or do you think... Guys, we need something, and we'll we'll promote Robert Downer Jr. coming back in Secret Wars, yeah. so you can get attached to something, which will give us three more years to figure out the new face of the MCU. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, certainly that'll get me to go a little faster to Secret Secret Wars because if the if Phase Four is any indication, I'm like, 
especially finding out that the guy who wrote Multiverse of Madness is writing Secret Wars. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, that's not that's not exciting to me. So to find out, oh, well, Iron Man will be in it. I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to go see it. But it's like, I'll, I'll be more excited to see it knowing that Iron Man will be coming back, at least, at least in some regard, you know? Right. It, I was one of those people who went to go see No Way Home pretty much convinced that the other two Spider-Men were going to be in it. And I was like, they'll probably kill Tobey Maguire. Because Tobey Maguire I think we all assumed that. Like, hated he being the- Spider-Man and had to be probably paid the most to come back. So, I, I and, and most of these actors, for some reason, love to get their death scene. You know, like Harrison Ford's yeah. like, I'll be on Solo, but only if you, if you kill me in an unsatisfying way. And uh, so it's like, all right, fine. But, like... I, I expected Tobey Maguire, Maguire Spider-Man to die in that movie. And I think he did. And I think they reshot it. And I'm sure there's rumors about that. But I mean, I could easily see that happening with the way he got speared and everything. You could easily just, depending on the shoot, oh, nope, he died. Yep. Yep. That's it. But uh, but, I, but I expect Robert Downey Jr. to, to if he comes back, die again or go away. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. go to another universe where he's like happy or something like that. Who knows? But... I expect that, like, if he shows up in Secret Wars, that'll be the last time we see well, Robert Downey Jr. back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Speaking of Harrison Ford, we'll move to our last topic of the day. Um, yeah. Dan did get us one more. I don't think we have anything to say on this. So oh, can I, really quick, just, just as a button on that. The face of the MCU is Tom Holland. Oh, yeah, get over it. Like, just like, work it out. He's the face of the MCU right Exactly. Now. You're talking about a 10-year plan. For the MCU. Your face of the MCU is Spider-Man. So if you're thinking like, oh, well, how much money would it cost to spend on, like, Spider-Man? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just whatever it costs, whatever it takes, get the rights and just be done with it. No, it's not a, even like, just that at this point. Like, just admit the fact. Chadwick Boseman would have been great. It would have worked. I think it would have actually worked. There was enough excitement around Black Panther that you could have done it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Fate had a different turn for you. Just make it Tom Holland until you right. figure it out. Make well, it Tom Holland. Pay what, like that is the, pay whatever you got to pay. Yeah. And, and when we get to the end of Kang Dynasty, we'll have someone else hopefully as the face. Like you can promote Hell, someone else. No, not even the, like someone else. Like it's just, it's Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man is the face. Spider-Man's the Mickey They don't want to pay that company. money. So I'll accept right. that, that you don't want to pay the money, but there's a better answer to this than just... Uh, we don't really have a face of the MCU right, right. now. It, no, well, it's they, still Iron Man. <laughs> well, they're hoping that the audience will like will will let them know. And the fact is, the 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 discourse in this world about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, about comic book movies, about movies in general, has changed from the time of Iron Man to now. So yeah. if you're waiting for the audience to to unanimously tell you who the face of the MCU is, you'll be waiting forever because there'll never be more than 50% of the audience that agrees with you anymore. That's just done. So you make it Spider-Man because that's something that everyone gets behind. And when I say everyone, I I know people are like, oh, MCU, Iron Man Jr., fart. Like, sure. But y'all, you went to go see every single one of them. And Spider-Man is the number one Oh, I mean, She-Hulk still got crazy views. Like, everyone's all like, oh my God, Attack, that was so terrible. Well, then stop watching it, you dumbasses. Never. Because it already got confirmed for a season two. And you know why? It's not because no one was watching it. <laughs> exactly. No, so you make I mean, the reality is what you do is you make it Spider-Man. You work it out. You make three more Spider-Man movies in the next four years. No, six years, really. Because, yeah. like, it takes a year and a half to make one of these movies. But, like, you know what I mean? You make, these, you make your huge Spider-Man movies. And by the end of it, you've got... X-Men, New Mutants, X-Force, Excalibur, X, uh, you know, everybody. You got all the X's. All the Wolverine. X's. 
I want to tell you that either, but I, I got something to say about the X's. I'm going to say that real quick, yeah, just because it's perfect. Only real segue I can get out of this. So when sure. I was looking up the Marvel events at the beginning of our discussion here, I also yeah. looked up X-Men events. And you can tell when there was a struggle and they didn't want to touch it. Yeah. So the X-Men were Schism in 2011, Final okay. Execution 2012, Extermination 2013, Battle of the Atom 2013. Right. Then we just had Vendetta for 2014 and nothing. <laughs> it, until the death of X in, in 2016. Yeah, death of X in, in humans versus X-Men. They, they just... skipped it. It was death of X, the return of Charles Xavier, Mojo Worldwide, Phoenix Resurrection. 2017 had four events. Like, you could tell, even though we didn't know it, they knew they were getting the X-Men back at that point. <laughs> right, right. Well, the Hickman plan was just like, and that's one of those things where you know, like, it's it's so frustrating when you hear, like, oh, they're not going to spend, the, spend the money. And it's like, dude, when they knew that, like, they had the X-Men back and they could go full tilt with X-Men, that's when Hickman came on board for X-Men. And Hickman had already got the clout of Secret Wars and the desire from DC Comics so Marvel had to dig deep to pay Hickman to come back. So, like, don't tell me that they're not going to pay the money because if Marvel Comics, one of the most notoriously cheap, the cheapest publishing house or IP mine in the world paid out the ass to get Hickman to come back to, 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 to celebrate X-Men's return, then Marvel Studios can afford to come up with a better contract or just outright buy the damn character. That's it. I'm sorry. So, it's just, last know. topic of the day is, just so we can start yeah, wrapping yeah, yeah. up here, Harrison Ford is apparently confirmed to be the new Thunderbolt Ross. It's outrageous. How much money did they give him to make that a thing? Right? I mean, uh, I'm not denying hand... uh, that, that this is not a possibility. Mm-hmm. I am denying that he's probably not getting paid Buko bucks like he, he's not getting robert downey jr numbers but no. he probably is getting back-end numbers it's probably more like we'll pay the harrison ford rate and you get half a percent of the gross you know some kind of very nice number it's got to be something because like because and the fact that they're bringing back thunderbolt ross i yeah i foresee it's because of red hulk Absolutely. They, 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 otherwise, you just don't bring him back. You have no other reason to use Thunderbolt Ross at this point. Absolutely Hulk's not. story is basically done. Thunderbolt Ross is not in She-Hulk. Even if he is, you could get some bit actor to play the role. Yeah. He's showing up in New World Order. Yeah. Yeah. He's Why? showing up in New World Order. You know he's going to be in Thunderbolts. Like, like they, they got plans with Thunderbolt Ross. You don't hire Harrison Ford the for thing- some background character in a She-Hulk movie. The show. problem is he's 80. Now, now he's 80. Not like he'll be 80 by the time they, no, he is 80 years old right now. Right. And, and you're hinging, like, you know, the problem is William Hurt effing died. Like the reason we're in this position is because the actor who played the character that you care so much about is dead. Yeah. And then to, to fix this, you hired a geriatric actor. To replace him, <laughs> like what? You mu- Why would they must- hire someone in their sixties? Maybe add a little makeup. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? And it's like it's not just it's not enough that you hired an eighty-year-old actor. You hired an eighty-year-old actor who grumbles about everything and notoriously hates franchise pictures, despite the fact that he also is in Anna Jones, Harrison Ford, or uh, Han Solo, and he's in the Ender's Game movie. Like, he is a franchise actor, and. 
he also is notoriously grumpy and complains about being in these movies all the time. So it's like, what? Like, why did you invite this kind of problem? For me, Harrison Ford is 100% stunt casting, he will 100% be Red Hulk, and they will 100% have a huge problem when they establish Red Hulk as a character in the MCU, and then he dies. I mean, you're or being just morbid, retires. but I agree with you. Like, if he dies or retires, he is 80. He looks amazing for his age. Sure. But, yeah, I don't... But he's don't, 80. Is he, is he officially 80? Like, yes, he's 80 years old. Holy cow, he is 80 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I, I love the idea of Harrison Ford playing Thunderbolt Ross, but for me, that sounds just like stunt casting. Like, that... You know, one of the one of the one of the only things that everyone agrees about the MCU is that the casting is on is on point. And yeah. since Multiverse of Madness, I have seen actually honestly for me since Doctor Strange, they have been they've been just kind of like going by internet fan casting rules. Like yeah, they could Benedict Cumberbatch was like the first. Benedict Cumberbatch real. was just the new hotness. It was just like we got to get this guy because we don't have enough faith in Doctor Strange to hire someone who might just play Doctor Strange for ten years. We need yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's like, look, he's great. I actually do like him as Doctor Strange, but I think he does an was, amazing job. And also, kind of like the Henry Cavill situation, I feel like this is the only thing he's doing now. It is like it, it just so happened that that Benedict Cumberbatch is like star fell a little bit and his stock has diminished and so he's like which actually for actors like him is a good thing because he's like well great i can actually like be in pet projects and stage plays and do more stuff like that might yeah. creatively satisfy me and then so i can he, be, i don't think he's done anything dr. but dr strange. strange in film i think he's been in like broadway and stuff since yeah and show and probably tv shows and stuff like that but like nope i'm crazy he's been in a bunch oh okay <laughs> he's been bouncing around like crazy well good like. for him that's great yeah but like, his IMDb. Hold on. But I'm, I'm I'm concerned that like this is one of those situations where it's like, well, we'll just get everyone's favorite pick for this role, and not just like I'm gonna get this person you wouldn't expect. You know, like Michael Keaton playing eh, actually. I mean, I know, I know, I, I get what you're saying, but he's actually been kind of back and forth MCU, and because what it is is he's been in a lot, yes, but a lot of those are MCU projects. Right. Like he did Doctor Strange, then he did more Sherlock, because Sherlock was going at the time that ended okay. uh Child of Child in Time, a TV movie. But then he was at Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Endgame, uh Pat Melrose, which is like you said, a nice little indie thing that he gets to have fun with. He yeah. was the voice of the Grinch. He's Shere Khan yeah. and Mowgli, which no right. one watched. <laughs> but that was also, you know, that was like a that's a Disney thing. That was like well, no one was in that movie that didn't just want to get paid. Yep. He was in the TV movie of Brexit, but then Endgame. And then he was in Good Omens. And then yeah. he was in another TV movie. And then yeah. he was in Avengers as the voice. What's Avengers Damage Control? It's a video game that he did the voice for. Mm. I don't I even don't know, know what that is. But he's in the Probably voice. a mobile game or something. But like uh, he, uh, and he's in the yeah. Hobbit trilogy, but like, you know. 1917, he's in that. Yeah. Okay. So he's been around, but you're not wrong. He's he working. Went from being, he went from being like hotness to. Kind of well, just to, bouncing into a lot of TV movies. Well, and it's not like his 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 career is over. It's just that oh, like not at all. But there was a time when like he was in Marvel, Hobbit, uh, uh, Star Trek. Like they, yep. he was in all these things, and they were just like, "This is the guy. This is our guy." You know, like I don't know. I, I just feel like hiring Harrison Ford is like the is a first idea. I. 
It's such a weird decision, but we don't have much more to say on it, so we're going to wrap up today's episode. This has been Absolute Comics, a show that gets together every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash comic story, and you can watch it uh, uh, post afterwards on Spotify or on our YouTube channel, Absolutely Marvel and DC, where we do a lot of discussions. I hope you guys enjoyed today. Don't forget to check us out over there. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Leave us a rating over on the Spotify numbers. We love all you guys. You're amazing. Thank you for letting us do this, and we'll see you next time.